Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Soto to UCF for the MLB and Mackenzie Milton to the Vols. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options in your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hope everybody's doing good. Episode 51. We keep rolling. We keep doing things. And I announced yesterday we were having Charlie Soto, UCF baseball commit, and definitely going to be a first-round pick in the MLB draft in the next couple months. He's on. Uh, If you want to skip to that interview, uh, the time code is down below, and you could probably just click on that, and it'll go straight to the interview. Um, But beforehand, we're going to talk a little Mackenzie Milton. But before we even talk about that, my good friend Nick Geddes is on. Nick, how are you doing? We actually did the interview before we did this part. Which, it's a good interview, I must say. I'm, I'm sure you assumed it went pretty well, Nick. Let me just say that Charlie Soto is so impressive for being a 17-year-old. I don't even know if I can call him a man. 17 years old. I'll call him a young man because I tell you what, he he holds himself and carries himself like he is a grown man. Very impressive kid, so I definitely encourage everybody to stay through or skip to that interview because you're going to be very impressed with him, just like one of 30, what are we at, 30 teams, right? 30, 31 teams? I'm so lost. I've I've completely lost track of what we're doing now with MLB. (laughs) One of 30 or 31 teams, whatever it is, is going to be very impressed with him, and they're going to take him in the first round of the 2023 amateur draft this summer uh, and somebody's going to get an absolute gym. I'm very confident that after we spoke with him. And obviously I'm sure a lot of you want him to come to UCF, which listen, I'm not going to speak for him, right? He, he gave his answer on if he's coming to UCF or if he's going to the MLB, he, he gave that answer in the interview. So go over there, go listen to his answer on that. And but by the way, who, if you've paid attention to UCF space or if you paid attention to UCF's baseball team because their run is over, if you paid attention, their pitching was absolutely horrendous this season. So I think Mr. Lovelady over there in UCF baseball land would definitely love to have that guy on campus. So there you go. A hundred percent. Well, before we get to that interview, a little piece of news dropped the other day that I thought was warranted. Uh, it warranted a discussion. It, it really did. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, uh, greatest quarterback to ever lace it up for UCF, in my opinion. Bold take. Um, is heading to Tennessee uh, to be an offensive analyst for the Vols. Uh, joining 
former head coach Josh Heupel, former AD Danny White. Um, my initial thoughts on it, it's the least surprising news that you probably would have heard. I think we were all anticipating McKenzie being a coach at some point. Obviously, he's not a coach yet. He's an offensive analyst, but this is the first step in a hopefully long coaching career for McKenzie. But I think my thought process, just like every UCF fan is, we kind of wished it was with the Knights. We kind of wished and hoped that that seems like a role that I'm sure Darren Henshaw would have wanted McKenzie to be in as an offensive analyst with the Knights. I think he's got a lot of relationships with the guys on this team. I think that could have came in handy. I don't know if Gus even offered it to McKenzie. I know, granted, Nick, I know there's some things with the NIL space that McKenzie had a, a business in the NIL space that got basically gifted to Kingdom NIL and now Kingdom NIL. So I don't know how much McKenzie was involved in the NIL space anymore. I know he was on the board of Kingdom NIL, but I think this is a good spot. Obviously, UCF fans have their problems with Hypel, right? Hypel has proven that he, what he's done at Tennessee. We'll see if that continues. But I think it's a good spot for him to get started, learn, develop as a coach. And I think we can both agree, and I want to get your thoughts. I think we can both agree that at some point, in the not-too-distant future, Mackenzie Milton will 100% be a coach at the University of Central Florida. But kind of give your thoughts on this. Mackenzie Millen heading back to be with Heupel and White uh, with the Tennessee Vols. It makes complete sense when you think about it because he's obviously expressed his desire to coach at some point, right? And what better way to get it started right now in his early 20s? It's perfect. Get your get some reps under you as an offensive analyst. And you go to a, a place... And more in particular, it's a system that McKenzie Milton ran for nearly a full year. So he has a grasp of it. It's a head coach that he has a lot of familiarity with and some other guys in that coaching staff as well that he has a lot of familiarity with. And I think that's the best thing you could probably get for somebody who's trying to cut their teeth into coaching, especially in the world of college football. So it's a very smart move for McKenzie Milton. I think he's going to absolutely kill it. He's going to be a sponge. You know, everything he does, he's always going to aim to be the best he could be at. And to your point, you know, a lot of UCF fans were like, you know, Gus fumbled some, I mean, not a lot, but some were saying, you know, Gus fumbled the bag badly here. And it's like, he never played for Gus. This is not an offense that he ever played in. Maybe he doesn't understand. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't understand it or anything like that, but familiarity is a big thing here. And going to learn under Josh Heupel, uh, continue to learn under Josh Heupel is a really good move. And you're in the SEC at one of the biggest programs in the entire country at Tennessee, a place that packs 100,000 people in there for just about every home game. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be a very useful tool to whoever is going to be the quarterback. If it's Joe Milton this year and some of the other young guys in the future, he can be very useful uh, helping those guys out as well. So it's a slam dunk move for McKenzie Milton, and I don't think any UCF fan should be looking at Gus and being like, well, why didn't you go get McKenzie Milton? Uh, to your point, stay the course, and I think he'll be back here eventually down the road. Yeah, I didn't. I, I understand because I think Listen, Mackenzie Milton has been in the community for the last couple of years. I mean, he took the brief stint to go to Florida State to finish out his college career, but he was right back in Orlando as soon as his college career ended. He's tried to make a name in the NIL space with UCF. He's at UCF events. He is a UCF knight. There's no question about it. And I think some UCF fans, when hearing this news, 
I get it's hard, right? Like, even when he was in an FSU uniform, like, you saw him as a knight. Like, even he saw himself as a knight. He'd be the first to tell you, like, I'm a knight and a null, but, like, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, he started an NIL business for UCF. So, I think it's hard for some UCF fans to automatically be like, oh my gosh, she's going with Hypel to Tennessee. But you also have to understand, I think if I'm Mackenzie Milton, probably my ultimate goal one day is to pull a Scott Frost. Wherever Mackenzie Millen is in the world, wherever he's coaching, one day UCF is going to have a head coaching opening. Hopefully it's not for a while. Hopefully Gus takes this program and keeps elevating it how he is. But I guarantee you one day Mackenzie is going to say, listen, I want to be a head coach at UCF. That is my goal. That is what I want to happen because he loves this university so much. So for fans to be like, he's not an offensive analyst for UCF, I understand where there can be some frustration. But also at the end of the day, Look at the bigger picture. Let him go on his coaching journey. And if he he's meant to be, if he's it's meant for him to come back, he'll be back. Do you have anything else to add to that? To that, Nick? Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, maybe not even head coach. I mean, even if he if, he, if that's what he oh see whatever whatever role it is. Like <laughs> this is nothing new. Like everybody that's a head coach now in college football played college football, loved the university they were at prior before, like before, right? Like Josh Heupel was a star at Oklahoma. Do we think he's ever going to be the Oklahoma head coach? Is that his ultimate goal? I don't know. Everything always takes you down a different, a different route. But when I said that he would return to UCF at some point in the future, I was thinking more in a, like maybe a quarterback type of coach role, uh, an assistant type of role. I wasn't necessarily meaning head coach. Uh, I think he's going to be a long ways away from that obviously, but in some capacity, yes, he is ingrained in Orlando and I think he will make his way back home. Well, the only reason my view is when I'm thinking head coach is knowing Mackenzie Milton's football mind and hearing how he talks about certain plays. And again, on the field is one thing, but I think his on the field success, I think is definitely going to translate off the field. I don't think it's, I think he's definitely going to be a quick riser depending on how he acclimates to being at Tennessee and coaching in that aspect. My viewpoint is, and yeah, you're right. Like at the end of the day, it might be he's not a head coach at UCF or whatever, but I agree he's definitely going to be back at some point in his coaching career. And if he's as quick a riser as we think he is, then I mean, the writing's on the wall. At some point, McKenzie will be back here and there's a good possibility that he is going to be a head coach for the Knights at some point you we can all dream and hope fairy fairy tale story but for right now I think he's in a perfect spot like me and Nick has said and we wish McKenzie the best of luck uh with the Vols this season all right guys uh that's going to do it for this segment we're going to send you over to the Charlie Soto interview like me and Nick said what a great kid great conversation uh and Listen, at the end of the day, whether he becomes, you know, comes to the Knights and plays a season or he goes straight to the MLB, whoever gets him, they got a special one on their hands. So uh, here is Charlie Soto on Charge On. Welcome back to Charge On. Like we've been saying this entire episode, we have a really special guest, Charlie Soto, UCF baseball commit and bona fide going to be a first round MLB draft pick in the upcoming draft. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on to Charge On. We really do appreciate it, my man. Thank you guys for having me on. It's, it's a pleasure to be on this show. No, for sure. I think first, you know, 
yesterday, tough loss for the boys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, against number 15 team in ECU, uh, going into 13, 14 innings, uh, a must-win game, but I think the boys showed a lot of fight. Kind of, What has your, been your take this season as a whole and, and kind of the team this past year? No, I mean I've I've got to meet I got to meet a lot of the guys. You know they're 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 good they're good guys. You know they're you know there's some five year seniors and then there's obviously the freshmen. But I mean they're all they all they all play well together. You know they have a great chemistry. You know back with you know great coaches. I mean Love Lady Tom Maroth. I mean they they have a great coaching staff. So I feel like you know as the years come, you know if if I end up getting there and me and Bauman and some of the other guys, I think we'll have a pretty good squad going forward. And sort of take us through that uh, recruiting process that you had. A lot of teams looking after you. Was it always UCF, or were there some other teams that you were really considering in that process? Yeah, so UCF offered me fall of 2021, I think it was. I, they offered me fall. They actually they were my third offer, so I had FGCU, and then I had USF, and then it was UCF. But, I mean, UCF really stood out to me because, first of all, the environment, it's a, you know, it's a great environment. I love love being in on campus, all that kind of stuff. Love the coaches academics is a big one too and it's just close to home you know it's 40 minutes away it's 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 a driver you know it's right there and I mean there you know it was only my third offer but I feel like you know I I wanted to make that decision because I felt like it was comfortable I just felt like at home when you know when I got to meet the guys and the coaches and all that kind of stuff so it was it was a pretty easy decision for me well that's good knowing that USF was in the mix I'm I'm glad it went the other direction to yeah. be honest with you Charlie yeah. I, that would we wouldn't probably hear the end of it from USF fans if you did end up committing to them that yeah. would have been that would have been rough but we're glad that you committed to us and, and you're a knight regardless but listen we all we all hear right like you have a, lot, a big decision to make. We'll get into that later on. But I think a lot of UCF fans aren't expecting you to step onto campus, right? You're, you're getting ready for the draft. You're, you're, you're putting in the work right now. Kind of, you're, you're 17 years old. You're going to be 18 in a couple months. How has that draft prep been right now? I mean, obviously, I've heard you're, you're kind of showing teams what you've got. Teams are showing up to a lot of your workouts. You're, you're showing them, you know, what you've got in the bag. How has that draft prep been, and what's been the most surprising thing up until this point? Uh, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been nerve-wracking. It's been exciting. You know, it's just caught in kind of all, all of that in one. Because I mean, like, like you said, I'm a 17 year old kid, and the fact that I have all these scouts, you know, coming to watch me pitch, it's just, it's just something, you know, that I've been, I've been looking forward to since I was, since I was a kid, you know, because I've seen a lot of those guys on TV get drafted, so I know that there were scouts, you know, going to watch them. But it's, it's been pretty crazy, you know, the fact that you know they'll pull up, they'll or sorry they'll they'll come to one even one of your bullpens even if you're throwing 15 20 pitches just to see you know which is kind of crazy to me you know they'll drive you know an hour and a half you know two hours just to see you throw a bullpen and you know it's just it's just you know it's exciting for me because you know this process has been it's been long you know I'm still young you know I don't have a lot of knowledge with it as I've gotten a lot a lot more you know experience with it as the time has went on but I mean it's been fun you know and I'm, I'm living on my childhood dreams so I mean I couldn't I couldn't ask for anything better and Charlie, obviously being from uh, close to the Orlando area, I'm just curious, you know, when you were growing up watching baseball, did you root for anybody or is there any guys now that you kind of, you emulate with your game? Uh, so I watched a lot of Hunter Green when he was in high school. I mean, he threw 102 as a junior. So, I mean, I, I wanted to do anything he can't, he did. Um, so I, I watched him a lot, you know, and also he's, he's, he's big in helping this community. You know, he still does to, to this day which is what I've been doing a lot lately is helping my community. You know, I'll never forget where I came from. So that's one guy who's, who stood out to me, you know, on the field and off the field as well. 
Yeah, Charlie, talk about your community work a little bit. I know a Miracle League, you do a lot with them. It's a great organization. So tell me about your work with Miracle League and, and what you're going to do in the community, whether you're here or not. Uh, yeah, so Miracle League is it's like a little a little baseball league for uh, for kids with special needs, you know, who didn't get the opportunity that I have. And, you know, volunteers like myself, we just go out there and help them if they need, you know, if they need help throwing or hitting or running or anything like that. We, you know, we're just there to help them and just have a great time with them because, you know, it, that showed me that I can't take what I have for granted. You know, that God gave me a great opportunity and I'm not going to take I'm not going to take that for granted at all. And, you know, we we're just out there, you know, they're asking me for autographs, pictures. I did all of that. And, you know, that's something that I want to leave behind, you know, when I'm not here is, is who I am as a person, not only as a player, because I feel like that's big for me for people to know who I am as a person and you know the, the scouts as well you know they always want to know who you are as a person that's big for them so yeah I just want to leave a, a good legacy behind you know in the Kissimmee Orlando area and eventually the you know the whole the whole state of Florida yeah and I could tell just by the way you talk you really love your community and obviously the state and I'm, I'm just curious I know you'll play wherever you get drafted obviously but would it mean a lot to you if you got to stay in the in the state of Florida Oh uh, yeah, it would mean it would mean a, a big a big thing to me because you know my parents you know they'd be close to me, they'd be able to go see me play. You know, my sister also lives here. She actually graduated from UCF like three weeks ago, uh, and then my brother lives in Arizona, but he'll he'll be back here anytime soon. So you know it'd be it'd be great for them for me to stay in Florida and for them to be able to come see me. You know, every week if they if they can. You know, so it'd be great. But wherever I go to play, I know they'll be proud of me and just just watching me whether it's on TV or in person. Did you have a favorite team or player growing up? I mean, that's an obvious like question to all athletes, but who was the team that you kind of rooted for or, or the player that you kind of looked to emulate? Um, growing up, since I was born in Philly, you know, I watched a lot of the Phillies. Um, and a favorite player growing up that I remember from the Phillies is Carlos Ruiz, a uh, catcher. He was, he was a guy that I watched a lot growing up, but I mean, I didn't really have a lot of a lot of favorite players. I mean, I can say my brother because, you know, I looked up to my brother since I started playing the game. He's the reason why I got, you know, the love for the game because, you know, I'd always go to the fields with him and it made me fall in love with the game and watching him play. It made me want to, you know, follow in his footsteps. So growing up, he was probably my favorite player. So uh, just speaking specifically to your development and what you can offer teams, right? And we know you could throw high 90s with the fastball. Just what has that development kind of been like? What has been like? Like, when did you start throwing that hard? What has that process been like? And what do you think that you can improve on? going forward oh uh, yeah so it's been it's been a pretty long process you know I mean I've always I've always been kind of the hard throw on my team but I think I kind of I kind of fell back summer of 2021 I was like maybe 88 90 and I've seen a lot of guys 95 96 up some guys up to 97 and I realized that you know I had to I had to do something you know to start throwing harder so that's when me and my me and one of my coaches we got on a on a scapula program and I was just you know, for five days, five days a week, six months straight, I was I was on that program, and it's basically I just lay on a massage table, and I have like maybe five pound weights, and I'm throwing it to the side like that, just eyes, wise and T's, and um, it, it that helped me a lot, as well as in the weight room, you know, getting a lot of a lot of lower lower body work in, you know, mobility as well, trying to stay as flexible as I can, and I did all that for six months. Can come December, you know, I got up to 96 at a main event perfect game showcase. And I mean, from there on, my name blew up. You know, people started knowing who I was, and that's that's what got me to where I am today. Charlie, why do you think you're the best pitcher in this draft? I think I'm the best pitcher in this draft not only because of how good my stuff is, but because of because of my work ethic. You know, I I, I put in the work no matter where I am. If I'm at a hotel on vacation, I'm gonna put my work in any anywhere I'm at. I mean, last last year at East Coast Pro, 
I had it. We had a game. I threw a night game. And then the day after, you know, I was, first of all, there was like 400 scouts there. And the day after, I was running my hill sprints because at the Hoover Mac Complex, there's like a little hill. I was running my hill sprints there. And then I started doing some some stair work, you know, just to to get my strength back, you know, to recover. And I didn't see any other pitcher, any other pitcher or any other player do that all week. And I knew that's I, I found out that that's what separates me is the way I work. And I even had I even had some people tell me like, hey, that that's good what you did. You know, I wrote that down in my book. And from there on, I was like, yeah, that, that's why I'm the best. I'm the best pitcher here, you know, because the way I work, you know, it's, it's different from all the other guys. You know, I think that is going to separate you. And I read a lot of your scouting reports that people are writing about you. And I find it very interesting, right? We talked about your age, right? You're 17. But yeah. a lot of people want to put a lot of emphasis on a 17-year-old's frame, size, weight, kind of do you take that criticism you know with a grain of salt saying i'm 17 years old like why are you kind of reading so much into this when i have so many more years of development or do you kind of take it and and add that chip on your shoulder and move forward with that i don't i don't let it i don't let it affect me in any way you know i just kind of leave that chip on my shoulder i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know worry about what some other some other person has to say you know i just go out there and play my game because you know I, i know i have good stuff i know i have what it takes you know to to, to get to where I want to be. So I just kind of let, I just kind of let them talk and whatever happens, happens. The only person who knows what's going to happen is the man above. So I just leave it all in his hands. A hundred percent, hundred percent, Charlie. Last question. Obviously you're on a UCF podcast, right? Uh, I think again, like I said at the beginning, by all accounts, you're going to be a first round draft pick in less than two months, right? Everybody, on everybody, a question on everybody's mind is: Are you going to be a knight? Are you going to come to UCF for you know a year, see you know kind of develop more? Or are you going to whatever team drafts you? Kind of give your thought process. You don't need to say if you've made a decision or not. I'm sure you're still going through it. But talk us through what you're thinking about every day leading up to when you're going to have to make that decision, and what are the pros and cons to each option at this point. Oh uh, well, first of all, I think I think both routes, you know, are a great route. You know, whether you go college or not, I feel like they're both a, both a great route. You know, it just I just feel like it comes down to are you ready to play pro ball or pro ball? If you're not, I feel like if you're not ready to play pro ball, then then you could you know go to college because like like I said, college is not a bad route because you're playing baseball as well as getting an education. And you know, if you don't, if baseball doesn't work out, so you have an education behind you. But I feel like, you know, lately I haven't been really thinking about that. I've kind of just been, you know, putting my work in, just playing the game like I normally do. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, it, you know, I know my parents would love me to see – love to see me play at UCF and put on a nice jersey. But they would also see me – love to see me, you know, play a prof- on a professional team. But either way, they're going to be happy for me. And whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to let – you know, leave it in God's hands and let him take, let him take the wheel. Listen, I'm sure either way, Night Nation will be happy for you. We're Definitely. rooting for Definitely. you. I mean, we're, we're, we're excited as hell to see what is going to happen with you, regardless yeah. of if you come here or not. Uh, it's pumped that you, we're pumped that you committed to us, and we're pumped to see uh, your journey, man. So we appreciate you. Thank you guys so much, for sure. Got to get you on a pod. Got to get you on a pod yeah. in the next month or two, right before the draft, 100%. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I'll still be, you know, even even if I don't end up getting to UCF, I'll still be going back on campus to watch games, you know, go to the football games and all that kind of stuff. Because I went uh, last fall, you know, on our, on our official visit against Cincinnati, and that stadium was hype. So I want to get that experience again for sure. 
See, that's the thing. See, nobody understands it. You, I don't know if you can experience that anywhere else, Charlie. You, you oh, know no, that, right? No. Like, no, I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm like bouncing up and down because everyone's <laughs> jumping. That's why it's, that's why they call it the bounce house. I was walking and I was floating in the air. I'm like, what's going on here? It's so it legit. Was, it was a different experience for sure. It's legit, man. And that's why UCF fans are the best. And yeah. we're, we're happy that you're a knight. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on, Charlie. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for Thank having you, me. Charlie. Definitely got to get on another one. A hundred percent. Guys, this has been Charge On presented by Bet Online. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.